Are you trying to squeeze the starting solid food stuff into your already busy schedule? Well, I have an all-in-one done-for-you solution that's going to take the guesswork out of feeding your baby. My online program is called Baby Led Weaning with Katie Ferraro. It contains all of my baby led weaning training videos, the original 100 First Foods content library, plus a 100-day meal plan with recipes like the exact sequence of which foods to feed in which order. So if you want to stop trying to piece all this feeding stuff together on your own, I would be honored if you would join me inside of the program. You can get signed up at babyledweaning.co slash program. Have you tried peanut with your baby yet? So intact nuts and thick globs of nut butters are choking hazard for babies. So we can't do that, but we do need to get peanut protein into your baby early and often to help lower the risk of peanut allergy down the road. So my favorite way to do peanut for baby lead weaning is using the Puffworks Baby Peanut Puffs. Now, these are not those little starchy puffs that earlier eaters can't pick up, the ones you see at the grocery store in the container that oftentimes contain added sugar, sodium, and refined grains. No, the Puffworks Baby Peanut Puffs have no added sugar. They're about the size of your adult pinky finger, which is the perfect length for baby lead weaning. So I have students and parents always asking about like different puffs. I saw one today that a mom asked me about. It had three different allergens in it, which makes no sense because you can't observe for a reaction if your baby is trying three new allergenic foods at once. How do you know which of the ingredients is causing the reaction? The only potential allergenic ingredient in the Puffworks Baby Peanut Puffs is peanut. You can get 15% off of Puffworks Baby Peanut Puffs if you use my affiliate discount code BABYLED. So head to puffworks.com and enter that code BABYLED, L-E-D, at checkout. And good luck to you guys trying peanut. Fast forward to when the quad started Solid Foods. Baby led weaning was such a transformative experience for our family that it ended up shifting the entire emphasis of my nutrition career and have focused exclusively on baby led weaning since that time over six years ago. Hey there, I'm Katie Ferraro, registered dietitian, college nutrition professor, and mom of seven specializing in baby led weaning. Here on the Baby Led Weaning Made Easy podcast, I help you strip out all of the noise and nonsense about feeding, leaving you with the confidence and knowledge you need to give your baby a safe start to solid foods using baby led weaning. ready for a little behind the scenes action into the making of the baby led weaning made easy podcast. I don't know about you, but I love behind the scenes stuff, especially if I follow someone or watch them or listen to them. I love to know like, how do they do it and put it all together? It's part of why I actually started the podcast was for the opportunity to interview so many amazing feeding experts and parents from all different walks of life. So I'm going to give you guys a little behind the scenes sneak peek into the making of the Baby Led Weaning Made Easy podcast. Now, what's the point of doing this episode? Couldn't think of something better to talk about today. No, that's not true. It's the two-year anniversary of the launch of the Baby Led Weaning Made Easy podcast. We launched on May 1st, 2020, right as the pandemic was taking off. But we had been planning to launch the podcast. It had been in our five-year plan, certainly, but I think it took about six months was our launch runway for getting the podcast off the ground. So we had planned to launch May 1st. We did launch May 1st. And ironically, I think the timing of the pandemic actually really, really helped the success of the podcast as we were getting it off the ground because all of a sudden there were all these parents stuck at home looking for information like, all right, my baby's six months of age. I got to figure out how to do this baby led weaning thing. And it was at the very time, I think, when a lot of them needed the info which was when we launched the podcast. So as a little bit of a background, I've always been a fan of podcasts. I was a new mom really struggling with spoon feeding my oldest daughter, Molly. And at the height of my feeding frustration, my husband and I found out we were pregnant with quadruplets. Now we had been doing 
fertility treatments. So I knew the potential for multiples was there, but I was definitely not expecting quadruplets. And I was terrified because there's a 50% chance of major handicap in a quadruplet pregnancy. So we were like mentally and certainly like professionally preparing ourselves. Okay, maybe at least two of these children would be severely handicapped. I was working as a consultant dietitian, like 60 hours a week, driving all over literally Southern California for my job. I was like, this is not sustainable, especially because I never went on bed rest, but I knew the importance of laying low and not going into labor early, right? The average gestation for quadruples is 28 weeks. And so if you think about, you know, full term 40 weeks, oh my gosh, you're going to lop off an entire trimester. Like think about all of the nutrition transfer that happens and the developmental and the, I mean, all the bad stuff that can happen if you lose the last trimester. So my goal was to stay pregnant, although it was super, super stressing because my baby, Molly, was really, really hating spoon feeding. She hated being fed. I hated feeding her. Our mealtimes turned into a downright battleground. And I remember being pregnant with quads, listening to podcasts all the time to like stay sane. My husband was traveling almost full time at that point. And I was stuck with this baby who wasn't eating, who I thought hated food, hated me. I was feeling like an abject failure as a parent. Oh, and at the same time, trying not to go into early labor with quadruplets. So not a very like happy point in my life to look back at. But I do remember podcasts kind of being like the saving grace. I love business development podcasts. I love digital marketing podcasts. I'd always owned my own nutrition business. So I used to be in private practice as an adult dietitian when I was in San Francisco and I'd moved back to San Diego and I was running a consulting business with all sorts of long-term care and adult day home healthcare. And I was doing in-home tube feeding pump setups. And I was really kind of your typical dietitian, like a jack of all trades and a master of none. But I didn't care about any of that at the time. I just wanted to have these babies safely. So fast forward, tons and tons of podcasts, literally just sitting on my, you know what. And I ended up going 34 weeks with the quads. And when I was in the NICU, I was really, really struggling with trying to spoon feed Molly back at home and she wasn't eating. And I was like, she's going to be missing all these milestones. And it was just a stressful period in our lives. Plus the quads were on feeding tubes in the NICU and I wasn't able to pump enough breast milk. And I was like, again, I'm a failure at feeding my kids. At that time, I also, I was teaching nutrition at UC San Francisco in the Bay Area and had the opportunity to connect with a number of colleagues in feeding and was asking them about this thing that someone else had told me about called baby led weaning. And they were like, it's this alternative to spoon feeding and everything that I now know about it, it was like, that sounds amazing. So I kind of threw myself into learning about baby led weaning. And at the time, there was no podcast about baby led weaning. There was not a ton of information out there, but what there was, was really supporting this as an evidence-based approach. And I had, you know, fast forward to when the quad started solid foods baby led weaning was such a transformative experience for our family that I ended up shifting the entire emphasis of my nutrition career and have focused exclusively on baby led weaning since that time over six years ago. At that time, I was like, what if I, whatever I'm building, I was first starting with Instagram and then free trainings and then paid workshops and then paid speaking. And now we have a number of different pillars in the business, but I'd always wanted to have a podcast because I remember what a luxury it was to be able to fold my laundry or be taking my daughter for a walk or sitting in the NICU with the quadruplets and being able to listen and learn and be entertained without having to literally be on my phone and looking at my phone. And I recognize that there is a whole subset of parents out there who are working parents listening to this while they're commuting or doing laundry or just choose, you know, not to be looking at your phone to be learning. And I, of course, respect and love the visual aspect of teaching baby led weaning through video. I do a ton of it. I do a lot of speaking, especially for the different state WIC associations. That's the Women, Infant, and Children program around the U.S. And my presentations are always packed with videos of how to safely prepare the foods and the babies eating meat. And the WIC educators will say, you know, I'd heard about baby led weaning, but it wasn't until I really saw it 
come alive in your presentations that I realized, wow, this really does work. So yes, the visual is super powerful, but not everyone is a visual learner, right? And so I think podcasts are a way to really help people who want to listen to learn. And one thing I've always loved about nutrition, I'm not like a touchy-feely person. And I have a sister who's a nurse and a lot of friends who are nurses. <laughs> I was a Peace Corps volunteer after college and everyone in my group was a nurse. And I was like, like, why didn't you become a nurse, Katie? I was like, because I literally hate touching people. Like you can transfer so much knowledge in nutrition. I've specialized in online nutrition curriculum for over 20 years. And like, I never had to touch a person doing it. So I don't mind like touching food and helping babies learn how to eat. But like, am I going to like change your wound in the hospital as a nurse? No, absolutely not. So I love transfer of knowledge through teaching. And I love that a lot of it can be visual, but with the podcast, a lot of it can be audio. And so at the point of this recording, we're 225 episodes in. We started with 20 podcast episodes. So that was part of our launch strategy. It was like we were working with these different consultants. They're like, have three. And I was like, nothing is more annoying than when you find a podcast you like, and there's like three episodes. Like, give me more. If this is good, give me more. So we decided to go with 20 episodes. And those first 20, we were like under the gun. I remember recording them like, in the middle of the night being like, we need to get this because we said the deadline was going to be May 1st. So we ended up getting everything recorded. And I even forget who was editing back in the day for us. But the first 20 episodes to me were so important that they be 20 very, very valuable, digestible pieces of information for parents who are just getting started with baby led weaning. And they still are to this day. Like if you look at our numbers, there's a massive spike in episodes number one to 20, the most downloaded episodes. I can't believe that people go all the way back to the beginning of the podcast and listen to those episodes, but they do. And that was the intention of them. So it's a great place to start if you're just getting started. My phone is bursting at the seams with photos of our kids. And over the years, I've tried all sorts of different ways to store and share them with family members. So for a while, I would just text out pictures to the grandparents. And then we tried a shared photo album. But some people were using Google Photos and others preferred Facebook Messenger for pictures. And the more kids we had, the messier it got. Then I stumbled across the Family Album app. The Family Album app was created to give parents a secure and easy way to share photos and videos with loved ones. It's a totally secure, personal haven for your family's memories. I love that there's no third-party ads, no unwanted eyes, and it's totally free. No more scrolling through endless feeds or searching folders to find the picture of the kid that you need right now. Another cool feature about the Family Album app is you can order eight free photo prints every month to be delivered to your home which if you think about how quickly your baby is changing, it's really nice to have some tangible pictures to hold onto or share to document the last month of your baby's life. If you're looking to level up your photo sharing and organization game with a secure, one-stop, easy-to-use photo organization app, head over to the App Store, search Family Album, download the Family Album app, and start creating a legacy of love one photo at a time. I do have someone who left me a review the other day who said she's listened to all over 200 episodes at that point where you think we're at 201 or 202, which I think is pretty impressive. So my goal with the podcast has always been to meet parents where they're at. And I can't believe we've been doing it for two years. I know not everyone has a ton of time to look at their phone and watch stuff. So I hope this is a medium that works for not everyone. This might not always be everyone's cup of tea, but I do think there's something for everyone as far as the number of episodes that we've done. We didn't always have the format that we have now, but pretty soon after launching, we got into a cadence of two episodes a week. Monday's episode is always a mini baby-led weaning training on a topic that I teach on. And then Thursday's episode is always an interview with a credentialed feeding expert. And it's been really important to me to elevate other credentialed feeding experts and use this platform to promote the work that they're doing. There's so much misinformation out there 
about starting solid foods and about baby led weaning. So it's definitely been my goal to help elevate the evidence base that we have behind baby led weaning as a safe, viable, and effective alternative to traditional parent-led spoon feeding. So we still have the two episodes a week. Thankfully, we've moved on to a much more sophisticated editing system. We have a fabulous editor named Emmanuel. He's in South Africa. Shout out to Emma. He does amazing things in the middle of the night when we're sleeping. We wake up in our inbox. Everything is fixed and amazing. So as far as our process goes, we have two team meetings per week. Now I'm so grateful. A full-time podcast manager, Edna. Edna's been on our team for a while and she's a taskmaster and she's totally detail-oriented. So she's a former actually dietetic intern of ours. She finished her internship She's an IBCLC. She worked at WIC for a while. So she's got a really good grasp on the subject matter, but she's also incredible at running our systems and making sure that every episode gets to you on time. And I'm proud to say that we have never missed an episode. They go live at 2 a.m. every Monday and every Thursday. It's 2 a.m. Pacific time and it runs like clockwork thanks to Edna. So we meet twice a week. Once I meet with Edna and then once I meet with our whole team, kind of outline our trainings. We brainstorm for the guests. We research the guests. We've had a few episodes that we've recorded that never went live because they didn't work out with the guests. But for the most part, I would say because we do do so much research and we are so familiar with the content that our guests are also speaking about that most of these episodes end up coming to life. Some are really, really, really hard to get. I would say the guest that took the longest to get on the podcast, she was just on the podcast. It was Joe Cormack. I don't know if you guys heard that episode, but it was about overcoming anxiety in the feeding relationship, episode 214. I think we chased Joe around the internet for like a year before she was working on her PhD and that she had family stuff and she finally agreed to do the episode and it's been huge as far as downloads go. So thank you to Edna for making us stick with hunting Joe down. But we have a list of you know guests that we'd love to have on and we kind of brainstorm if the topic would be of interest to you guys and if it's timely and if they're appropriate because we've definitely considered some people or had them on our short list and then stuff pops up in social media or we're like, ooh, this would not be a good time to interview that person. So kind of having to stay abreast of that is in and of itself a full-time job. As far as the episode titles go, you might notice that they're short and punchy. I like longer, funnier titles, which everyone shoots them down because they're like, Katie, if the episode's about breastfeeding, it needs to say breastfeeding in the first word or two. And by the way, people love breastfeeding episodes. Anytime we do anything related to breastfeeding, the 30-day downloads are off the chart because it's so important. I think a lot of parents are like, wait, do I stop breastfeeding when I start solid foods? Or how do I make both of this happen? Or how do I schedule it? Or I want to keep going. So we've had so many IBCLCs and other breastfeeding professionals and researchers and experts on. And I was just actually asking Lauren, another member on our team, she's our growth strategist and she does all of our analytics and our numbers. And she was kind of getting all the numbers ready for this episode. She wanted as a numbers person to let me know. As far as downloads go, we have over 1.6 million downloads. I never know if that's good or bad or what. She tells me we need to do more of this and less of this. But as far as the most downloaded episodes, I wanted to ask her what they were. We have both obviously solo episodes and then the interview episodes. The most downloaded guest episode is the breastfeeding plus scheduling solid foods. And that was with Crystal Duhaney from Milky Mama LLC. Like far and away, she's a long shot. But the runner-up, second most downloaded guest episode, Six Reasons to Skip the Sippy Cup. And that was with Dawn Winkleman. Dawn, who is a good friend of mine, many of you may know she's the feeding expert for Easy Peasy. She's a speech-language pathologist and a feeding therapist. 
we co-teach my 101st Foods program together. Dawn comes on frequently to talk about all of the things that as a baby led weaning expert with the speech language background, she is a subject matter expert in that I'm not. So always trying to bring in guests to fill in the gaps because as a registered dietitian, I'm limited in my scope of practice and what I can talk about and what I'm credentialed and experienced in talking about. And I love bringing on other guests who can kind of help. Well, from our standpoint, you know, this is why I don't like green beans. Well, this is why I don't like green beans or whatever it may be. So Dawn's been on a ton. She's on social at Miss Dawn SLP. And every time she's on, the episodes are always very, very well received. As far as the most listened to or downloaded solo episode, I'm super surprised that Lauren found this out. It was called Seven BLW Mistakes That I Made So You Don't Have To. That was episode 87. I never want to shame other parents or point out things that they're maybe doing wrong. So I'm happy to use myself as an example of all the things I did wrong when I was trying to figure out baby led weaning. Like, oh, putting quadruples in a feeding table where their legs are dangling and not stabilized. Huge choking risk. Like maybe that wasn't a good idea. All right. I don't want you guys to make that mistake. So that's episode 87 if you want to hear about all the things I ever did wrong in baby led weaning. As far as some other series that we've had on the podcast, I did a whole series back in the spring of 2021. I can't remember why, but I just got on a run where I wanted to interview all these amazing women that run feeding related companies. We interviewed Lindsay Lorraine, the founder and CEO of Easy Peasy. That was episode 114. We had the Ever Eden founder, Kimberly Ho. That's a non-toxic skincare line they work with. They do a lot of eczema. They now have an eczema treatment product. So she came on to talk about their products in episode 116. Kelsey Larson, the founder of Bapron Baby Bibs, came on in episode 118. And it was just, oh, we saw, oh, that the founders from Branch Basics, the non-toxic cleaners that I love and use. It was so cool to just say like, tell me about your business and how you built it because we're in the early stages of building our business and kind of the messy middle of like, what direction do we go and what do we focus on? And so hearing from all of these amazing moms who started companies that help parents with feeding was super cool. Every May, I always do a bunch of food allergy content because Food Allergy Awareness Week is in May and then Allergy Awareness Month is May. So sometimes people are like, gosh, that's a lot of food allergy episodes. But I think it's so important and there's so many amazing experts and researchers and you know new information coming out all the time about food allergies. And it's so important in infancy. It's the only thing you can do to reduce your baby's risk for food allergy is to feed these foods early and often that we always do like information overload as far as the podcast goes in May. Now, as far as family members go, I was just, I live in San Diego and I was in Coronado the other day and I ran into someone said, oh my gosh, I recognize your voice. I love your podcast. My favorite episode was the one where you interviewed your mom, which I had almost forgotten about, but we used to do bonus episodes on occasion, but it totally jacks up like our URL game. Our podcast is blwpodcast.com slash whatever the episode number is. So like this is 225. If you go to blwpodcast.com slash 225, there's a whole resources page there that links to everything else in this episode. So if you're looking for recipes that I was talking about, or you want to download a free feeding guide, or you need a code for a discount product, it's always on the show notes. But when you put the bonuses in there, it messed up the numbers. So there was a bonus episode back in the day where I interviewed my mom because she's also a dietitian and she has six kids. And she used to think baby led weaning was S-T-U-P-I-D. So the episode was called Interviewing My Mom, How She Didn't Like Baby Led Weaning at First and Why She Changed. My dad makes a cameo in that where he's making fun of my podcast voice, which is also awesome. But I know a lot of you guys are dealing with your parents or your in-laws not loving baby led weaning. And I wanted to share that uh, that kind of happens to everyone, but they become the biggest converts and the biggest advocates for baby led weaning. And they always love to brag about their grandkids and all the amazing foods that they're eating. And if it hasn't happened to you yet, it will. 
I also interviewed my daughter, Molly, the oldest one who was the bane of my existence at the transition to solid foods for her, but has turned into a lovely child. In episode 90, she came on to talk about picky eater siblings and baby led weaning babies featuring Molly Ferraro. And that was fun because Molly is the first to admit she's more of a selective eater than some of her siblings, but she's been around a lot of babies. And we talked about how baby led weaning can actually help older kids as well. So that was cool. My husband, Charlie, came on and we always do a Father's Day episode about dads who do baby led weaning and he's super shy and does not like being in the spotlight. So that was very nice of him to do that. He calls it his awkward appearance on the podcast. So it's been kind of cool to feature some of my family, but then also increasingly been trying to interview other family members. People, if I'm on a parent call or someone's in one of my groups and they're like telling an interesting story, I'm like, can you please come on the podcast and tell that story again? So we've been doing more moms on the podcast. Just, I don't know about you, but I love to learn from other people who have done something that I'm trying to figure out. So while I think it's important to highlight and elevate the work of other credentialed feeding experts, it's sometimes just nice to hear from normal moms like, oh, how'd you do with that milk ladder? Or wow, how did you move milk behind foods for your nine or 10 month old baby? And what could maybe help other parents from that information? This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online and designed to be convenient, flexible, and works with your lifestyle as a parent or caregiver. BetterHelp connects you with a licensed therapist who can take you on the journey of self-discovery from wherever you are. And getting to know yourself can be a lifelong process, especially because we're always growing and changing. And I think this is particularly true for parents. I know firsthand how you can feel torn between your old baby-free, carefree self and this new, very challenging role of parenting a small person. Therapy is all about deepening your self-awareness and understanding, as well as talking through, things that can help you know what you want or why you react the way you do. Discover your potential with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash weaning today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash weaning and get 10% off your first month today. As far as the show notes go, so our website, blwpodcast.com, is picking up a ton of traffic recently, but it wasn't always that way. The hook, line, and sinker to get traffic is basically the recipe episodes. So anytime we do an episode where there's a free download with recipes, those are always the most visited ones. But if you go to blwpodcast.com and you search any topic that you're looking for, it not only links to the page that has the actual player in it, so you can listen to that episode, but it has all of the links uh, has all the recipes, the feeding guides, downloads, codes, et cetera. But we also have a transcript of every podcast there. And we started using a new transcription service and I can't remember what it's called, but it's basically, you don't have to download a PDF anymore. It's embedded in a window in there, which also has helped incredibly with SEO. And so you're more easily able to find our content if you're searching for it, either inside of the website or just from a general search. For reviews, we've got, Lauren told me, over 1,000 five-star reviews, which is pretty awesome. I read every single one, even the non-five-star ones. Lots of nice feedback. It's so cool to get the episode ideas from reviews because a lot of times people will leave a review and then say what their episode idea is. And so we've taken a lot of those and then turned them into episodes. So if you are interested in sharing your episode idea, I would love if you could leave a review. The best place to do that is on Apple Podcasts because that's what really helps the podcast get found. And one thing I'm super proud of is that when we launched the podcast, we actually launched it number two in parenting. And that wasn't by accident. We had a very, very strategic launch strategy. And we always joke that 
whenever we've been at number two, the only person who's above us is always Dr. Laura. Like that darn Dr. Laura, we just can't, I want to get her on the podcast and ask her like, what is the secret sauce? How are you always at number one in parenting? But it's been really cool to be so high ranked in parenting because I think it's really helping to elevate the idea of baby led weaning and help baby led weaning get found by other parents. It's the only feeding podcast that's top ranked in parenting. It's the only dietitian led podcast that's top ranked in parenting. So we work really hard to stay up there. And I appreciate each and every one of you who listen, because that also helps the podcast get found by other parents who need this information as well. Another thing that I think is interesting is when we put the podcast together. So normally what I do is we're batching about, we're usually about two to three months out, the podcasts are all ready. And that's something we've worked really hard to get to. The whole first year, we could not get more than like a week ahead. And it was super stressful because we've never missed a drop date. The podcast goes live at 2 a.m. Pacific time on Monday and 2 a.m. Pacific time on Thursday. But it was really stressful when we weren't super organized and I had a smaller team and everyone was part-time and working after their full-time jobs. But we've gotten much more streamlined in the last year, certainly for the podcast. So it's been kind of a luxury to be able to look so far out at our content calendar and make sure that we're having the topics that we really want on the podcast at the right time that kind of streamlines with the other stuff that we're doing. Even though a lot of people do just go back to the beginning and listen all the way through, we know there's some people, obviously the 30-day downloads are like really important as far as, you know, when people are listening to that content. And so it's been cool to see the metrics evolve as well. And Lauren, our strategist told me, I didn't know all the things that you could know or not know about your own podcast until Lauren started doing our numbers. But basically the most consumed episodes, so you're looking at how long do people listen through particular episodes. The ones that are the most almost always listened to all the way through are two of the ones from the first 20. I did an episode called How to Do Purees for a Few Days When Starting Solid Foods. And that was, it's my proprietary approach to starting solid foods and the actual system that I use for parents that are scared to go right to strips. So that's episode number five. And then the second one that's listened to almost all the way through, maybe these ones are just really short, I forget, but that's episode six. What shape and size should my baby's food be at first? So again, just always amazed that people go back over 220 episodes ago to listen to the beginning ones. But as far as ads go, someone was asking about ads the other day. We don't have any paid ads on the podcast. A, it's not big enough to really justify it. You would be amazed at what it would take to make actual money with ads on a podcast. However, I also just don't want to deal with ads. Like what if I'm not aligned with it? Or like, it's not a product I really use. Like the only products that you ever hear mentioned on the podcast are products for which I am an affiliate for, meaning I use them with my own family and the babies and the families that I work with. So there's a core group of about six different brands that I'm an affiliate for. And I do make a small commission when you guys purchase those products. So thank you for helping to support my business and in turn bring you this podcast for free. But I also enjoy supporting small female, particularly mom-run businesses, which I would say the almost the vast majority of the businesses for which I'm an affiliate for are. One is a dad-run one, but he works with his wife, so I feel like that technically counts. So again, thank you for using my affiliate discount codes, which helps to support my business, but also support their businesses as well. As far as location goes, most of our listeners are in the United States. But we also have a significant listener base in Canada, Australia, UK, Germany. So shout out to all of you. And we know that because whenever we share a code or for a sale and it's not available in your country, we definitely hear from it. But again, as an affiliate, I don't have very much control over those things. And so my, I'm based in the United States. A lot of our listeners are, but I'm so glad that this information can reach parents around the world. So I'm curious to know from you guys, if you have a favorite 
podcast episode from the podcast. If there's anything you've learned from this podcast or if it's something that you recommend to your friends and when you do, I really greatly appreciate it. If you do have ideas for future episodes, blwpodcast.com is where you can link into Apple Podcasts and leave a review. The reviews are so important for helping the podcast stay visible so that other parents can get this information. And I'm just so pleased that baby led weaning, which in many cases needs to be a visual thing to see the baby doing it, to really believe it, but it has to some degree transferred very, very well to the audio space. We're actually in the process of working on a lot of different products, including a YouTube channel launch, a physical product that we're working on. I still have those seven children that need to be paid attention to. There's so many things to do, I feel like, in this space. But the podcast is the one thing I would say in my business that brings me absolute joy. It runs like clockwork. I love the people that I get to interview. I love that I can sit down and share this content with you, kind of brainstorm ideas, fine-tune them in the outlines. I mean, just today alone, I got to talk to Dr. David Stukas, who's amazing about pediatric food allergies and allergenic food introduction. I got to interview Marcia Dunn-Klein today. I mean, she literally wrote the book on pediatric feeding. And to be able to speak to these people and pick their brains about their areas of expertise and then tie it together for nutrition for babies that everybody can learn and listen from is really just so, I don't know, life-affirming, if that doesn't sound too cheesy. So it's been an absolute pleasure doing these 225 episodes with you. So someone said the other day, or my dad was like, don't you ever run out of things to talk about? At the very beginning, he was the one that also was like, is the podcast just you talking? Like, no one is going to listen to that. And that's where I quickly was like, no, we definitely need guests on it. But no, I never run out. I'm a content machine. I'm like an idea factory. I get a lot of ideas from you guys, but we'll do one episode. Like today, I did an episode with Marsha Don Klein, and it was about her positive tilt and being sure that we're giving credit where credit is due as far as when people develop constructs and feeding and we're dealing with, you know, people sometimes taking our ideas and passing them off as their own. And, you know, what do you do? We're kind of talking offline. And Marsha was like, well, when we're done with this episode, I have an idea for three more. Like promptly wrote them down. I was like, great, let's get it on the calendar. So kind of anytime there's like, uh, if I'm reading your reviews, I have a note in my phone, which is just like episode ideas. And we're always fleshing them out. And, you know, most months we only do eight or 10 episodes. The other day I was like, I think we should go to three episodes a week. And everyone on the team was like, no, please. Like we can barely handle what we have right now. But I have no shortage of ideas of future episodes. And if you guys have future episode ideas, I would love to hear them. If you could kindly leave a review at Apple Podcasts, it helps so much for the podcast to get found. And this has been really cool. Just kind of doing like a, I did have an outline for this one, but this was more of a stream of consciousness episode than I'm used to. So thanks again to everybody who listens. I really appreciate it. And looking forward to the next 225 episodes with you guys. See you next time. Bye now. Like a lot of moms out there, I will totally admit I am quite type A. I am a total task master. And one of my weekly work tasks is to review the feedback forms that our new students in my program, which is called Baby Led Weaning with Katie Ferraro, that they leave for us. So basically, this form asks a lot of questions about you and your baby and your baby's feeding and medical history, any concerns that you might have or fears about starting solid foods. And all of this data helps me when I'm answering 
parent questions inside of our weekly live office hours so I can then tailor my response to your particular baby and situation, right? Because it's not a one-size-fits-all approach when it comes to what your baby's eating, right? Because maybe your baby has an egg allergy or another mom in the program. She might really be struggling with how to make meat safe because she doesn't like to cook. So this week on the forum, there's a new mom named Janine, and she wrote, and this is her quote, I researched a lot on the internet, and I have a lot of books. I saw a lot of other baby-led weaning programs, but in the end, this is the one that I realized is what I'm really looking for as a new mom. I love that Katie's program has a community and that there are videos for everything you need to know and how to make the foods. And what I love the most is that there's already a meal plan ready. And this just like stopped my heart because this is exactly why I created the Baby Led Weaning with Katie Ferraro program. I wanted to literally put everything that you need to know about starting solid food safely in one place with a super easy to follow 20 full weeks meal plan. Okay, there's 20 weeks because it's five foods a week. I want your baby to get to those 100 new foods before they turn one because I also know you have a lot going on as a new mom and hunting and pecking all over the internet to try to figure out what am I going to feed this baby? That is not the solution. So if you want to check out the Baby Led Weaning with Katie Ferraro program, I would be honored to work with you and your baby. You can head to babyledweaning.co to get started and hopefully I'll be reading your feedback soon too.